Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to our wonderful listeners. Today on the podcast, we're going to be exploring awakening and how mindfulness mindfulness can help us grow through challenging times and like what better time than now to explore these concepts. My guest today is Pamela. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely, you know, uh, feeling like this is a really important topic right now, uh, you know, all things considered in the world. So I'm just grateful that uh, we are able to make this happen. I fully agree. There's no better time than definitely the present. I think everybody is in the same boat and I think everyone can relate and use a little more um, peace and calm in their life for sure. Absolutely. So I'm going to start off by, you know, just asking you to, um, you know, share with our audience a little bit about you um, and hopefully that, you know, helps to build context for our conversation today. Wonderful. So my name is Pamela Cimenti, and I'm a certified yoga and meditation instructor with the International Yoga Alliance. I'm, uh, I've been practicing mindfulness for well over 15 years. Um, I'm married with two children, so I also bring mindfulness into the home and with my children. And that's something that we, you know, we practice on, on the regular. And also, too, I'm also... Um, I'm a co-founder of uh, the Mindfulness Group, and at the Mindfulness Group, we bring mindfulness into the workplace, into communities, and we also do one-on-one sessions for people who are experiencing emotional unease, anxiety, any challenges in their life. And now, I'm currently uh, the author of The Language of the Soul, Mindfulness from A to Z, Your Roadmap Within. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's dive into this. So, um, you know, I mentioned, you know, this podcast is going to talk about awakening. So let's maybe talk about what that means in like what that what how do you define that? What does that mean to you? Um, mm-hmm. So awakening, awakening essentially means that there's a challenge. Okay, and usually they're the big three. It's a relationship has been touched, so there's a loss of somebody, there's a divorce, a breakup, an issue with a child, you know, maybe, you know, you and a child, whatever it is, a relationship issue. The second one is a health condition, and the third one is a financial crisis, okay? So these are your top three things that'll cause you to awaken, and right now we're going, we're actually having a global awakening right through the pandemic so that's touching some for some people three relationships you know not being able to see their loved ones or uh, being able to travel with them or or, you know or connect with them Um, health definitely everyone's concerned about well-being and and and, you know their safety and um, number three is they can maybe they lost their job or they're not working or their finances changed or they had a business and things shifted now 
So this is what an awakening is. Typically, it doesn't happen all three at once, but for a lot of people, that's happening right now. So what happens is your identity gets um, gets touched. So you're, it's basically a big identity crisis. So who are you now? What are you awakening to? Because you are not just your career. You're not just, you know, an aunt, a sister, a mother, a friend, a coworker, an employee, a, the, the creative one. So who are you underneath those titles? And this is really what happens is we get to know who we really are underneath all our titles. And our titles definitely have and serve a purpose on one hand, for sure. You go out, you achieve, you do, you go to work, you pick up your kids, you're a friend, all of that. That, that has definitely one side of the hand. But there's another side of the hand is who's underneath all of that? When that gets pulled, who are you? Are you in tune and in sync with the deepest part of you? Do you know that you are okay when you connect with the deepest part of you because you have such a deep connection with yourself that even if those three things or one or three or any of those sh things shift in your life or change, meaning an identity crisis comes or you, you know, there's a loss of one of those three, that there's a deep part inside of you that knows you're okay, the, the truth of who you are. You don't go on this big roller coaster of suffering and fighting and struggling. You are not just a human doer. You become a human being. And what we're saying with mindfulness is, yes, go achieve, do, succeed, conquer, collect, you know, all of that. But on the other hand, we're also just saying balance, right? Be able to be quiet, be with yourself, listen to your intuition, um, uh, know how to surrender, know how to receive, understand the flow in life. So you have to kind of know both. And I think right now with this awakening, it's really giving people a chance to really um, say, you know, what's going on inside and how do I adjust accordingly? And that's going to happen through, you know, feelings of anxiousness or maybe feeling the blues or these are the calls from the soul to come have a practice, do something, whether it's walk in nature, meditate, yoga, a gratitude list, one of them, all of them, whatever it is. And this is what I talk about in the book, the language of the soul. There's 26 different uh, mindfulness um, methods and techniques and explaining it. Um, so that way you can experience um, well-being even when any of these things are touched. Because this will not be the first and this will not be the last awakening, whether it's not on a global scale, but it's something in your life financially that gets shifted or, you know, in your health or whatever. But if you learn how to, um, how to be resilient during this time, if you learn how to lean on mindfulness and who you truly are, if you learn what the blessings are underneath all of this, if you can do that through a practice, which that practice will show you, you know, you'll get those silent awakenings, you become resilient in the face of nothing, no matter what happens. And that is authentic power because outside of us is external power, money, you know, success, fame, wealth, whatever it is, career, but those all can be taken away. We're talking about something really true and really authentic that nobody can take and nothing can shift. You have the power and you hold the keys. So 
Is there like, in your opinion, is there like a process that's like fairly common that people go through as they're like awakening and, or is it going to be very different? Like what I think of a crisis, right? I think first and foremost, there's like um, a grieving, there's like a loss process that happens. And from, you know, from there, uh, when, you know, there's a process of settling the dust and when the dust settles, you can go within. And then once you're kind of connecting to within, then there's like these next phases of the process. I'm just wondering from your perspective, like, how do you see that? That's a great question. There's definitely a process. The first is something gets touched and you go into pain and suffering. You know, financially something maybe didn't work out and, you know, it's created some form of sense of loss, of identity for yourself. That's who I am. I wanted more. I, you know, that didn't work out for me. And what happens is, is um, we go through detoxification because we, and we see that because we were attached we thought we were so in it head first so attached that we suffer because there wasn't enough space and that's in my book actually and for non-attachment is you learn how to become non-attached you learn how to play but um not get um stuck in the results in life right so so what happens is first, you know, you you realize that you're suffering, you take some steps back, you start the mindfulness process, let's just say you take a walk in nature every single day, and it's going to feel uncomfortable, that's totally step one, totally going to feel uncomfortable, because you're detoxing from all of it, right, because all of that stuff is coming up, all those thoughts of like, but it could have worked like this, and if this person would have done that, and if this should have happened like this, and why did, and all of that stuff starts coming up, and that's the detoxification phase, um, and that's totally normal, totally part of it, but as you practice every single day, and you do that every day, you start to regain the, your equilibrium again, where you're able to, um, to, you know, take the step in front of you, whatever needs to happen in terms of the financial situation. But because let's just say you walked in nature and, you know, you took that hour, you have the space to uh, do it, but not be in it. Like you're in it, but not of it. So you're, you have one foot in there. Yes, I'm going to do it, but another foot in, but it's, but it's not all of me. It's not who I am. It's not do or die. It doesn't define who I am. I'm more than that. So where does, so you say, you know, take, you know, take a walk in nature or, you know, do a mindfulness practice. What are these practices doing? Like, how are they serving the process of awakening? So how they serve the process of awakening is when you spend some time in solitude, whether it's observing silence, meditation, yoga, walk in nature, gratitude list, journaling, whatever you're doing, whatever your practice is, what happens is it's almost like taking a mental shower. It washes away the thoughts, the attachment, and creates space on an energetic level, even in the body, where you 
see the bigger picture in life and you're not so stuck on the details and attached to certain things happening a certain way. There becomes more rhythm and more flow. What also happens is as you know, you start taking a mental shower, right? Cause you're, you know, you're quieting the mind. You will start get, getting a thought. And what happens is that. Okay. All right. So apparently, you know, technology is great until it starts sounding like a transformer. So I just paused to give us a chance to reconnect. Um, so we were talking about, uh, you know, these different practices um, being a mental shower. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of clearing, I think you were saying sort of like you're clearing out the old thoughts and feelings and um, maybe like making space for the new stuff to come. Exactly. Exactly. And so you're, 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 you know, mindfulness is basically like taking a, a mental shower. And so, and as you take that mental shower, when you calm the mind, the soul will speak, you will hear, you know, uh, your soul speak, which is where you hold all your problem solving skills and where your solutions lie and where your creativity is. And you will start, it'll turn up, basically it'll turn up the volume on your intuition. So you'll know intuitively what to do, when to do it, how to do it, if you want to do it and what's true for you. So you start living in a, in a very authentic place and knowing what's true for you, regardless of what's happening on the outside. So essentially it's like, you know, uh, it's like not taking a shower, let's say for a month, how would you feel? You'd feel sticky and gooey and, and dirty. And there'd be, you know, grime under your nails and your hair would be greasy and you'd smell and that if like, that's what it's like. If you do not take, if you do not do a mindfulness practice, that's what happens to your mind. It starts getting cluttered and confused and anxious and overwhelmed and overloaded. And so having a mindfulness practice is exactly like showering every day. You feel fresh, rejuvenated, resilient, ready to take on the day. You're clean. You know, you're not catching anything like, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you're healthy and you're bathed and you're, and you're clean. So, you know, taking a mental shower, I, I believe is just as important as taking a bodily shower. 100% and especially during a challenging time, right? Because you're going to have so much noise. Um, and certainly with this pandemic, it's not only the internal noise, but all of everybody else's external noise, right? Um, you know, people sharing and social media and the news, right? So you have like all this external noise, internal noise, and like, you know, trying to shift through or sift through mm -hmm. all these things, right? My mm -hmm. question is, is why are so many people uneasy about being with themselves and being in that quiet place? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think because, you know, first of all, we've been conditioned from a very young age um, by, you know, society and, you know, to, you know, get more and achieve and do and make more of it and, you know, higher and faster and stronger and more. And, and we're not taught, you know, to be okay when you're quiet to that you're enough, even if you're sitting, that sometimes sitting can be more helpful than actually, you know, running out and doing a hundred things. And sometimes, sometimes fast is slow. 
And it's really important to be able just to know how to do both, just to balance it off, go out and do all that, that stuff. I mean, that's amazing. And, and it's important. And we need to, you know, pay the mortgage and, you know, and take the car to get fixed and do all those things important, but it doesn't have to be all of you can't mindfulness says, can you spend a little bit of time just with you so it can turn the volume up on your intuition and you can stay super connected to yourself. So when something does arrive, you're not suffering every day. It, changes the so it's not just about quantity life what mindfulness speaks on is it really changes the quality of your life and that's what these practices can offer and I also want to mention what would happen if we didn't just do it while there's this going on in the world what happened if we just did a regular mindfulness practice every single day and we weren't playing you know defensively we're now we're playing offensively. So it's not just when it comes, Oh my gosh, you know, I need to meditate because this is going on. What if we just had a practice every day, something 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is for you every single day, that way you would almost become, it's like an immunity shot to whatever comes your way. You're just flowing through life. There's no super highs and super lows. Absolutely. And I mean, part of what I try to, you know, discuss with my, you know, clients is, you know, uh, cause oftentimes it's like, go, go, go in the day that by the time they relax, they can't shut it down. Right. Because the nervous system must maintain a, you know, must maintain or will try to maintain homeostasis. So what I try to say to my clients is like, you know, don't just take 10 minutes at the end, you know, beginning or end of the day to be mindful, but you know, just pausing even a couple times throughout the day, just to like take a deep breath in, right? Like bringing in like these little micro moments of like mindfulness to, to kind of level out the sort of go, 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 busy, 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 busy all the time, right? Because then you can become more aware that Absolutely. you're going too fast. Absolutely. And I think mindfulness also teaches you tempo. And I think tempo is huge because sometimes like you can do all that stuff, but at the end of the day, if you're you can do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, when you go into bed, if you're not feeling energized, like, you know, because, you know, and, and inspired and balanced, those are your indicators, those are your indicators that there's a, there's maybe you're too much into one hand of the doing and not enough of the being, which, which, which can, can indicate, well, you know what, what's true for me? What do, what am I actually saying yes to? What do I want to do? If I could say yes to things and what's a list of things I would honestly like to say no to. You start to decipher, and these are what I have J for journaling, and those are some of the journal starters I have in the book, where it's like you really get to decipher because you want to do everything with authenticity and meaning. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Does this align with, with, with me? And that, that is a totally different space. And through time, that's what mindfulness will give you. It will give you a more of authentic and meaning and purposeful life. Yeah. When you say they're like, uh, there are indicators. So how do you, how are you viewing anxiety, fear, depression, like all of the sort of so-called unpleasant, um, sen you know, emotions, sensations, like 
are they our like internal indicators that like we're somehow out of alignment with ourselves? Absolutely. I think pain is one of the greatest teachers, whether it's mental, physical, emotional. Um, there's wisdom in the anxiety. There's wisdom in feeling the blues. There's wisdom in the emotional unease. There's wisdom in all of it. It's are we willing to be quiet enough to go in and hear what's true for us? Because nobody could know more about you than you. Nobody. And I'm not saying don't go get help and you know, see a therapist and go to the doctor. Again, that's the doing. Yes, absolutely. Go do that. That's important, right? That's one hand. The other hand is, am I spending time to slow it down myself? Am I making friends with myself? What's my, what am I anxious about? Okay, I'm anxious about, um, you know, not, not being well. Let's say somebody's anxious about not being well. Okay, well, you're well right now. How can you bring, like, what, how can you bring more meaning in your life and use that instead? Use your anxiety as wisdom and say, okay, well, you know what? I haven't really been exercising and taking care of my health. I haven't been doing some breath work and making sure that my lungs are super open and I feel like I'm deep breathing in my diaphragm to make sure that, like, you know, that, that anxiousness and that tightness is not creeping in. Am I eating healthy? Am I, like... Anxiety is there and you can use it as a form of wisdom or you can use it and it'll take you. You have to kind of decide, right? And that's where you can do some journal starting questions. If you just don't know, or if it's too quiet or too loud inside, start by journaling every single day. Um, have a journal prompt, you know, a deeper question. I have a bunch of them in the book under J for journaling or, you know, it doesn't have to be my book. It can be any book, even Google journal starters or, you know, pick something up. And ask those deeper questions. Get to know yourself because there is a lot of wisdom there. Like knowledge comes from the outside. We learn through books and other people and that type of thing. But wisdom comes from the inside. So all we're doing is accessing it. And you're just getting a bigger, stronger relationship with who you really are and what's happening inside of you. And those are, um, and those will tell you exactly what you need to know and exactly where you need to go. Absolutely. Um... I think, you know, part of the challenge is, you know, um, because we're getting those internal signals, you know, we use a variety of different methods, um, you know, to make those signals sort of go away because I wonder if, sometimes I wonder, and I've certainly seen this in my own life, you know, there's, there's something boiling underneath. I know it's there, but it's like, I'm just going to stay really busy so that I don't have to like face it. Right. And, um, you know, the universe always, um, turns up the volume, <laughs> the longer well, we don't, we, you know, the longer we don't mm -hmm. sort of, you know, pay attention, mm -hmm. but it, it's, you know, part of that awakening piece. I think it's, I think we've just not been, um, taught how to, better cope with the unpleasantness of change, right? Like it's, it's not a practice that we sort of, you know, spend time doing. So it, it's really uncomfortable, you know, um, and we don't want to be uncomfortable if we don't have to be. Right. 
And, and you know, that's a good point. Um, my question is, is that, is it comfortable anyway? Well, not doing it. No, probably not. Right. Right. Yeah. So us staying in the pain of it, right. Yeah. Um, will create more suffering for us, whatever, whether we put it off a day. And that's the thing, you know, you have to be careful with that because that's something I noticed in my life. If I wasn't doing what I knew, like I was putting something off or maybe wasn't doing something, let's just say my heart was, or soul was telling me to do, everything else in my life started being a bit more gray. Even though I was super grateful for what was in my life, there was like almost like somebody was putting the dimmer down. So I'd be out with my friends or I'd be out with the kids doing something super fun and I wasn't getting the high. It was like, why isn't this as effective? Why am I not feeling as happy? Mm. I'm grateful, but what's going on? And you don't notice that it starts to put the dimmer and things start getting a little bit less fun, a little bit flat, a little bit mundane. And it's because you're not feeding. You're only living like mind and body you're not living and soul and that's where the soul comes in with that fulfillment and presence and consciousness and awareness and and that that's the juice in life right so i think that people um you know have to just be mindful and the thing is at the end of the day you know it's a lot the universe okay you can use the word life and it and make it with it, it can be interchangeable with the word change life and change are the same to me same word because it's always changing life is about evolution which is essentially change right yeah so you can put it off but it's just about watch and you, even though and i've done this to myself i've, I've observed this i'm watching myself suffer inside quietly right nobody knows it's not yeah. loud right quietly because i refuse to listen which is fine watch yourself suffer because that's because when you start watching yourself not do what you should be doing and you're watching yourself do it you're not out of control anymore it's starting to shift because you're starting to shine the light of awareness on it and it'll and it'll shift so the best question i ask myself is what are three things i could do right now to support myself. Maybe I call a friend and talk about it. Maybe I place that phone call to somebody who can help me with the situation. Maybe I go for a drive right now and just write down all my ideas. Whatever it is for you, that, that question often helps. What are the three things I can do to support myself right now to help me move towards what I know I should be doing? Yeah, I think there's... Um there's a sort of that fear of the unknown, right? Uh, what's on the other side. And, and I wonder, you know, I mean, we've all certainly done it, 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 it at some point in our life where it's easier to stay with what you know, than to take that jump into the, into the unknown. Um, and so I think maybe, you know, spending some time in mindfulness or maybe even, visualization right if you're facing an unknown you know visualizing the ideal outcome even though there's no guarantee that that ideal outcome will um will happen but by visualizing what you want the end to you know the end goal to look like can certainly inform you it, it may highlight and bring awareness to the steps you need to take to get there right like you were saying you know, using, ang you know, using anxiety. So if you're fearing that you're somehow going to be sick or unwell, 
using that as a lens to start asking yourself, okay, well, what is it that I could be doing right now? What are three things that I could be doing right now that would make me more confident that I'm living your, living a healthier life? Right. And that's what we're talking about. Our, so if I, if I went for a jog right now, if I did some yoga right now, would that help? If I, had, if I did some breath work you know, and re-energized my whole body, would that help? If I ate something that was super healthy and nutritious, all that. because the thing is, is that remember too, the anxiety is only there because we're not listening and doing yeah. those things. Do you know what I mean? So it means we've gotten so a bit too far off the Richter scale and it's just bringing us back. The anxiety is there because you haven't maybe, you know, eaten well, you haven't, you know, um, you know, exercised in a while you haven't those things. And sometimes it can be, you know, you haven't addressed your anger, you haven't, whatever it is for you, you know, only you can know what's underneath it. And yes, you can, it it is, you know, we all, you know, you know, the unknown can be scary, but I think that's the point of mindfulness. Mindfulness gives you the wash of having to know everything. It kind of brings you in the balance because when you're walking or meditating or whatever, you're going into the vastness of, um, of life. There is Mm -hmm. nothing known because you're not doing anything. You're just being, and you're being comfortable with a bit of both. You know, I can do all day, but I can also be, and that's, um, it's, it's, it's transformational. It's not necessarily that the mindfulness is taking the anxiety away, right? It's not taking away the anxiety. It's not taking away the feeling of losing. Um, It's not taking away the feeling of being vulnerable. Um, It's simply allowing you the space to be present with those things, but not having to be so attached to it. Like, like you were saying to be the, the observer to, to point the light at it um, so that you can see also outside of it. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to talk about one without the other, Mm. but the mindfulness is your vehicle to get there. So it's, so it's your vehicle to get there. So if you're not, let's say taking a walk in nature or meditating or journaling, um, then you 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 will not create the space. It, it's uh, to rem- the mindfulness quiets the mind enough, right? The mindful uh, mindfulness quiets the mind enough so you're able to hear what it, the answer is. So all of a sudden, the anxiety is slowing down, which is in your mind. The the thoughts are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm not comfortable. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Whatever, right? Going nuts. It slows down the mind, and then what happens is then your soul starts to speak, and you're mm. like, but you can take a walk, but you can call a friend and talk about this and be vulnerable enough and say, I'm struggling right now. You can call the doctor. You can check yourself if you need. You can eat healthier. You can uh, smoke less. You can, whatever it is for you, stop overeating as much, whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. Take, take your vitamin pills. Um, you can um, start to understand your anger and why you get so frustrated and angry. Absolutely. Um, 
let's talk about like health crises, right? Um, because those can be very, very transformational or not, right? Um, I mean, there's always choice in that choice in that matter. But you know how how can we use mindfulness? How can we use yeah? How can we use mindfulness to help us awaken despite a health crisis? So the health crisis will usually create some, so usually health crisis will keep you in your body. It'll um, keep you um, still in a sense, right? It'll keep you in bed or it'll keep you from being out so much, doing so much of the doing, going to work too much, it'll stop you from that, right? Or it'll make work so uncomfortable that you're not focusing as much on work because you can't and you got to be home and you got to take breaks and you got to essentially kind of forces you into mindfulness, right? It's like um, when, when, when your soul wants to recalibrate and kind of come into balance and you're out of balance, what happens is, you know, there gets accumulation of trapped energy somewhere in the body, wherever it is. And if you're quiet enough and you start a practice, your body will speak to you. It'll tell you, just like it tells you, I'm hungry. It tells you I'm thirsty. It tells you I need to use the restroom. It tells you I need to sleep. There's no difference. It will tell you what is happening. And you can do a meditation on that just on what, wherever part of the body and saying, what is my, you know, hip trying to tell me or foot or whatever it is for you. What does it want? Does it want stretching? Does it want to relax? Does it want to be calm? And, you know, at first they're going to be like, you know, at first, I mean, I went through my own health journey where I'm like, what are you talking about? I pay my taxes. I'm a good person. I, you know, I, you know, I exercise. Um, I, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. What's the problem, right? Like, what's the problem? I just need to go to work and things need to happen. And I have kids like what's wrong. What happens is with stress is you don't even know you're stressed. That's the problem. Stress creeps in and you have no idea that you're doing so much. You just think it's part of your normal day to day till one day you can't. And that's the detoxification process that happens. Yeah. And you're, you know, and you, and, and you have to be quiet enough to hear eventually and surrender to, okay, what do I need to know here? What's, what, what do I need to explore here? What, what's happening? What's my body telling me? Because essentially it's stress, right? It's stress trapped in the body um, and it wants, to, it wants to move and you move into a totally different way of being instead of just doing. You become more of a human being again. You slow down a bit more. You're, uh, you learn where you spend your energy. Um, you, if, if you didn't like to exercise before and it's taken away, all of a sudden it makes you grateful to be able to exercise right now. You look at your food choices because you're super you know, conscious of your digestive issues, let's just say, and how much sugar you're taking and how much drinking you're you know you're doing everything starts to kind of recalibrate and it becomes it can be a renewal for some people and and that's the thing I think sometimes when the body breaks down I think it's actually trying to um let us live longer 
because there's only so long you can live with that amount of stress, with those amount of eating habits, with that amount of doing, with that amount. There's only so long. And I think it's trying to make us live longer. So it's saying, no, you don't get to eat all that sugar. You don't get to drink every night. You're not going to smoke as much. You're not going, you are going to exercise more. And because we're forced into these ways, it's actually our body, uh, you know, auto-correcting us and saying, yes, I want to live forever. So I'm going to make you look at your, you know, your emotions, your, your, your work schedule, your food choices, your, all of it. Absolutely. Pain is, you know, about protection, right? Um, and it's an, it's an alarm system to wake us up to something in either within or without is not in good alignment, right? So, um, I, you know, if that's an interesting way to think about it, that, you know, our, our brain does a really good job of wanting, wanting us to stay alive. Um, it also wants us to thrive too, right? Um, and, and I think to myself, it's like, you know, when, when this pandemic started, there was just so many moving parts, like, especially in the first like four weeks, um, especially as a business owner, right? Like there's just all these things, all these unknowns. And it was just like going at warp nine. And I kept saying to myself, I'm like, okay, you pay attention here because time is really busy right now. And what happens when you're busy, 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 busy all the time is when you get, when it finally quiets down, that's when the sickness comes in. And now's not a good time to get sick, right? So it's, it's like, okay, how do I manage being busy, but then input these things in place that allows me to like scale down, scale it back. So I don't need an illness to be my reason for rest. Exactly. And that's the point of mindfulness. It works offensively. It tells you everything ahead of time. It keeps you connected. It's telling you to slow down because you can hear every day. Imagine what what your life, the quality of your life would be like if you had a mindfulness practice every day for six months. How would it, how, what would it be? What would be the quality of your choices? You'd respond instead of react. You'd have space around things. You would you know, the, the benefits feel more calm, um, be less attached, which causes less suffering to things. Um, you would, um, know how to, how to, you know, how to balance a bit better. Um, you'd have more meaning and authenticity. It doesn't need to get to that point. You're already working on it, that it never needs to get to that point because of the fact that you're taking that mental shower and you're able to hear. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, it'll say hang back or don't go here or don't do that or just rest or take a nap or whatever. And sometimes, you know, we use coffee, let's say, or, you know, caffeine drinks or whatever, up, 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 which essentially, what does it do? And I'm not saying don't have a coffee. Of course, have a coffee. It's fine. But I'm just saying, how many coffees are you having before it just wipes out what your body's trying to say, which is I'm tired. Yeah, it's three o'clock. Like I haven't rested. My, you know, my daughter was up last night. I haven't rested. Or I need some rest, or I need some play, or I need some whatever it is. The coffee keeps us go, do more, succeed, achieve more. Right? Yeah. And then what happens? Right? And then it, and then and then one day it stops, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. Right? Well, the vo- it's a vo- it's a volume, right? That yeah. if we listen to it initially, 
oftentimes it's less loud. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And this is the point, right? And this is the thing. You don't have to till you have to, right? Sometimes. So now that we're going through all of this awakening and people are home and they're not having the distraction of going to the bar with their friends or going on date night or going, you know, traveling with the kids or doing whatever, they're feeling everything. Everything's coming up, right? Because they're still. So anything you didn't deal with, anything that wants to be resolved, anything, you know, any, you know, all of that's coming up, but there's so much beauty in it too. Because it's like, did I like my job? Is this the opportunity to start that business I always wanted to, to start? Hey, you know what? I always wanted to spend more time with my kids. I, already, I always wanted to take the time to paint or learn how to play the guitar. Or maybe it's whatever it is for you. There's blessings here in the slowing down. I wanted a vacation. Sometimes you can go to vacation and need a vacation from your vacation. That was this totally, like, that was totally, that was totally me. We just left and then this whole pandemic thing started by the time I got home, you know, being on vacation, stressing about exactly. this whole thing, coming home and being like, okay, now I need a vacation. Exactly. Cause yeah. you're bringing yourself with you. You could be in Nirvana, you know, in your bedroom, or you could be suffering in the most beautiful mountaintop in Maui and spend $10,000 on a vacation and suffer. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is an opportunity for people to deepen and put one hand in the being and one hand in the doing. So that way, when you go out in the world, and this too shall pass, when you go in the world, you'll be in the middle. You won't be so hard to, to achieve and do and succeed and, and run, and, and, you, and you won't be you know, at home as well every day, mundane or whatever. You'll be somewhere in the middle. And then you'll know your barometer as soon as it starts getting off track in a month or two or whatever it is. Then you'll know which is which. That's a good quality of life to know. Absolutely. Um, I was wondering, so, you know, there's, we don't have to complicate mindfulness. I feel like there's like something to be said about that piece is, um, you know, we don't need to overcomplicate it. I was wondering, do you have like a quick kind of practice that somebody could like utilize right now throughout the day um, that could kind of just shift them a little bit more into that quiet space within um, just to kind of highlight that like this doesn't need to be complicated, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I do. It's called the four, seven, eight breath uh, breathing technique. And the breath is the vehicle of life, right? So if you don't have breath, you don't have life. Breath can bring you to the present moment. It is always with you, always available to you. And so when you manipulate your breath and you deep breathe, right? When you deep breathe, you um, create more oxygen and more space. And, um, you, you come out of your mind because you're taking a conscious breath, right? It's almost right. like taking a quick mini, mini shower. So I have a four, seven, eight breathing technique, also known as relaxing breathing. And uh, it involves breathing in for four seconds, holding the breath for seven seconds, and then exhaling for, for um, eight seconds. And basically it aims to, you know, reduce anxiety. It empties the lungs of air and, um, and it's great, especially right now, for people to um, calm themselves and I think expand the lungs, especially, you know, 
during during this time i think you know having strong lungs is it's perfect for for this time awesome so let's try this so yeah. to use the four seven uh four seven eight technique uh focus on the following okay so empty out the lungs of air <sighs> breathe in quietly through the nose for four seconds one two three four hold the breath for a count of seven one two three four five six seven and exhale forcefully through the mouth <sighs> for eight seconds four five six seven eight breathe in quietly through the nose one two three four hold the breath two three four five six seven forcefully exhale <sighs> control the breath two three four five six seven eight and one more time breathe in quietly three four hold two three four five six seven forcefully exhale for eight five six seven eight and you can repeat this up to four to eight times if you want keeping your eyes closed seeing if you can notice any movement of energy in the body keeps you in the present moment brings you into a moment of consciousness forces and this can you be, to, forces you to count right so exactly. you know you can't really be thinking about that deal you're about to close right when you're trying to count the breaths and you know think about am i inhaling am i holding am i exhaling right like that also requires it, it's also a distraction too from exactly. a stressful moment it's like a mantra. It keeps you, you. It keeps your mind focused on one thing while it's calming the rest of the body, and um, and then you're quiet enough to hear once you come out. And I often put a ringer on my phone, like an alarm, every you know hour, sometimes or three hours, to do a breath technique. And then as soon as I do my breath technique, the ringer goes off. I put it on for another three hours. So then throughout the day, it's really breaking up my routine and adding some of this throughout my day. So I'm recharged and energized and hearing and listening and detached throughout the day. So I'm not front ending it or back ending it too much. And I'm bringing it my practice throughout the day. So just a little tip if you want to um, put your alarm on and, you know, every hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. So that way you're always brought back um, throughout the day. And uh, just watch after a week or two how it changes the quality of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so simple, right? No special equipment, no, you know, fancy techniques. It's just working with your diaphragm, really, your diaphragm, your lungs. Um, I, you know, I love um, breath techniques um, because they are really simple. It's just a mm -hmm. matter of making the effort to prioritize. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, and that's what helps keep, um, unwelcome feelings at bay, the un emotional unease, the anxiety, that type of thing. Right. Mm 
Right. Uh, if people want to find your book, mm -hmm. where can they access it? If you could just say the title of your book one more time. Sure. Um, yeah. So they can get The Language of the Soul, Mindfulness from A to Z, Your Roadmap Within, from Pamela Chimenti, me, on Amazon.ca um, or on Amazon.com. Um, they can also um, reach me on my Instagram profile, Pamela Cimenti 88 um, And there's a link in my bio and you can go get the book. And there's also a link to my website, which is themindfulnessgroup.ca. And you can find all my info there or you can email me um, and all, all the links are there um, directly. I'm also offering a free discovery session. 30-minute discovery session um, for your reader, uh, for, excuse me, for your listeners. So anybody who'd like to reach out and just um, want to spend 30 minutes understanding, you know, anxiety or the depression or whatever's happening, or maybe understanding their practice or, you know, any roadblocks they might be going through or emotional unease or tension or wanting to connect to their soul and having some questions, I'm more than happy to offer that, especially during this time. Amazing. Thank you. And uh, just for our listeners, in case you don't have a pen, paper, that's, you know, it can be quite a bit to remember. So we will post um, links to the Instagram and to the website and uh, all of that information will be in the show notes. Uh, so it'll make it uh, a little bit easier just to uh, access that information. Pamela, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this because uh, I think, you know, I think people are experiencing a lot of awakening um, and maybe don't know what to do with all of it, right? And so, you know, just having a chat around how mindfulness can kind of be the glue that holds things together um, during these challenging times, I think is, you know, just important for people to know that there are options out there that can help you move through this transition. So thanks again. Yeah, and I want to also thank you for um, bringing such important uh, work, I believe, into the world and it's what's needed most right now. Um, and for you to be able to, you know, host this quality of work, um, I think there's something to be said about that. So thank you to you. I acknowledge you and thank you for, you know, making it, making a difference. It, it, it will help. And, um, and I thank you. No, thank you for saying that. I got a big smile and I don't know what to, you know, it's like that blushing smile, like, oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, I want to take them this t opportunity to also thank our listeners, right? Um, you know, we appreciate, uh, you know, you coming out uh, on a weekly basis, listening to different guests and different ideas. Like, you know, that is in and of itself an awakening process right you're exposing your mind to different ways of thinking which who knows you know the seed that gets planted who knows what's going to sprout from that so we want to thank you and hopefully you are subscribed to the podcast if not be sure to subscribe as every week we post out wonderful um topics and uh, i'd hate for you to miss it and uh until next time i say bye for now 
Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.